No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into His Hardline. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. This is the only place where you're going to get God and Jesus Christ mixed in with a little true history of America, mixed in with instructions on how to assemble your nation. We're here to implement solutions that will help restore this republic. But most importantly, we're also here to help America and the rest of the world to invite Jesus Christ into their heart. It's time to take back our nation. It's time to take back our world, ladies and gentlemen. And you can find us here six out of the seven days a week. So be sure to share this with your friends and family. Don't forget, forget. sovereignty itself is of course not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Welcome to His Heart Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's get rocking. Rockin'. All right. All right. All right, indeed. All right. Good evening. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they're the ones at the wheel. They are in the captain's chair. They are the host. They're the ones in charge. Therefore, they're the ones steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. It is Saturday, January 21st, 2023, which would also be my mom's birthday. So a special happy birthday shout out to her her and my stepdad they're actually in nashville partying it up and he straight up challenged her last night when they flew in he uh they they went out they got checked in their hotel and uh because they own a little piece of property in tennessee there too so but they like going there every year for her birthday um they have their regular spots they go and check out and so um yeah so they went out uh to some of the bars and you know where some of the bands are at that they play and you know anyway um he he basically flat out challenged her. He says, uh, there's no way you're going to be able to hang until bar closing, basically. And uh, so she, just like uh, just like uh, I forgot what that show, what that guy's name was from How I Met Your Mother. But uh, I think his name is Barney. Challenge accepted, she said. And this morning she is heavily paying for it. So <laughs> that kind of sucks. You're not 20 anymore. I tell you, 21, right? I tell you it. I'm 36 and I can't even hang like that. There's no way. And he was telling me, he goes, oh yeah, you and Katie need to come down to Nashville and you guys need to, we'll we'll tear up Nashville. I'm like, no, 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 no. Those days are done and over for me. No, thanks. I'm good. But anyway, 
So welcome to His Heart Line. It is episode 419. Today we're going to be doing a reading out of Isaiah chapter 53, and uh, it's fairly shorter uh, chapter. There's only, yeah, 12 verses. And then we're going to read the rest of the articles of um, uh, the, the rest of the Constitution for the United States of America, articles 5, 6, and 7. Again, it's articles 5, 6, and 7. And then we're going to have a little bit of a conversation about the uh, loony lefty liberals and their nonsensical ways of thinking. I got a nice one minute clip to play for you guys that pretty much sums up the liberal mind. That's, it's very, very interesting because it's just, you know, it just, it just makes no sense, no sense whatsoever. So, so let's get right into the reading. All right. So what I'm going to be starting off with is uh, again, chapter 53 in Isaiah, the new American Bible, um, revised edition. That is what I am reading out of. And I do apologize for not putting it out there soon enough on social media about me doing a live um, pretty much at six o'clock uh, Eastern time. Um, Cause I know there's a lot of people like to listen live. The reason I did that is because <clears throat> we went on a two night trip. We went over to uh, uh, we went over to Mount Pleasant to the soaring Eagle casino. They have a, um, they have a, an indoor water park. So we just wanted to get away. It was kind of a rough week and we just needed to get away. So we got back and I was like, you know what, instead of setting up a show in advance, you know, just in case there were hackers that were trying to mess with me and, you know, all that other fun stuff. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to see if the live works now that like I didn't give it a chance. You know, I didn't try yesterday or the day before, really. So um, but anyway, here we are. And, um, you know, we're just we're just going to we're just going to do what we have to, you know. Um, so. Um, just doing some reading real quick here, looking at a couple notes. Um, but yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I didn't do it because of the simple fact that, um, just, I wanted to see if it would work, but real quick too, I know I posted this on telegram and true social, but a little, little interesting update. So remember that helicopter that I was telling you guys just about a week and a half ago, I mentioned on the podcast, I think it was like last week or so that flew over my mom's house. It was like 1am in Florida and it was actually still while my wife and daughter was still down there. Well, I guess apparently it flew over again yesterday um, during the day. There were five black military helicopters. They were flying pretty extremely low to the point to where, you know, pictures, like I said, were rattling visually on the walls. They were headed west toward, you know, the Everglades. Apparently, I don't I can't confirm this, but apparently there is a hidden base that not a lot of people really know about over there. Um, and of course the location of the sighting of these five choppers were, um, Coral Springs, Florida. And then when my mom saw this post, she actually sent a comment saying, yeah, earlier on Wednesday, uh, let me see if I can find it. She said, let me see if I can find it. Hold on. She said, yeah, they flew over again this past Wednesday over Coral Springs was so loud. We had to go outside to see what was up. And so some people were saying in my comment section, they were saying something to the effect like, you know, um, next time use this site. And they put a link down here. It says with the right configuration, you could see military flights only. Well, that may be. But see, there's a reason. And, and I'm not I'm not an expert with military stuff. But here's the thing. There's a reason why they fly extremely low. And to my understanding, it's to stay under the radar. There's a reason why that saying exists. I'm just going to fly below. You know, I'm just trying to stay under the radar. If you fly low enough, radar should not detect you. So there's probably a good reason why those choppers, those military choppers were flying that low to the point to where they're damn near treetop level um, over residential neighborhoods. Because that's a very, very busy area. 
that's not just country land. That's a very busy residential area. I mean, we're talking Pompano Beach, Coral Springs. I mean, it's very, very busy. So there's probably a reason why they're flying that low. They probably don't want their disclosure, you know, their their location of their base, you know, uh, found on, you know, well, by people that track these flights. So I thought that was very interesting. So now at the same time that was happening, a friend of ours who lives across the street from my mom, she actually has a son that goes to school, public school down there, Coral Springs. And I guess at that same moment, now these two events could have been very, very much uh, unrelated. But it was interesting because as, as those choppers were going over, she said that her school was having, her son's school was having a bomb threat training exercise uh, in the military, in, in the uh, elementary school. I'm sure other schools too, at the very same moment that this happened. And this was, I guess, the first bomb uh, threat training exercise that has been completed, to, you know, at the school. So it definitely kind of poses a person to ask some questions like, what's going on? What's up? And then, of course, you know, we got some drama going on with the banks like bank of america apparently people are having problems uh getting their money some people a lot of people i guess uh, i got a couple clips i'm going to play here but apparently there's a lot of people that are having issues getting money out of their bank of america accounts and this is precisely one of the reasons why my wife and i got away from jp morgan chase we were like "Uh uh-uh you know we went and moved to a credit union because credit unions are in a whole totally different system than banks Especially if you bank with a big bank like Bank of America, U.S. Bank, Chase, um, eh, maybe Huntington. But, you know, if you you bank with any of these big box banks like SunTrust or uh, PNC, any bank at all, get out of those banks. Get to a credit union because, A, first off, they pay more interest on some of their checking and savings accounts and CDs and all this other stuff than a freaking bank would. And number two, you know, they're on a whole totally different system than the banks. Get away. Yeah. Wells Fargo is another one. That's another one. Uh, Wells Fargo is another one of those. Um, Wachovia, which I don't know if some of you remember Wachovia, Wells Fargo bought them or absorbed them. I don't know what exactly happened, but Wachovia was a pretty well-known bank on the East Coast. That got eaten up by uh, Wells Fargo. But yeah, someone here in the chat was saying Wells Fargo is going down. Um, it's, uh, yeah, these, these, these big banks, they're starting to, they're starting to go down. See this, this clip, in fact, well, first, let's do this. Let's get into the reading, and then we'll get into the discussion. I'm getting way, way, way ahead of myself. So let's do that first, okay? I'm gonna keep. I gotta keep first things first. We gotta put God first. So, chapter fifty-three, Isaiah, and then we'll get into the um, reading of the articles of um, in the Constitution, articles five, six, and seven, and then we'll have our conversation here with the rest of this stuff here. So, chapter fifty-three, book of Isaiah, it reads. Who would believe what we have heard? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up like a sapling before him, like a shoot from the parched parched earth. He had no majestic bearing to catch our eye, no beauty to draw us to him. He was spurned and avoided by men, a man of suffering, knowing pain, like one from whom you turn your face spurned and we held him in no esteem yet it was our pain that he bore our sufferings he endured we thought of him as stricken struck down by god and afflicted but he was pierced for our sins crushed for our iniquity he bore the punishment that makes us whole by his wounds we were healed we had all gone astray like sheep all following our own way but the lord laid upon him the guilt of us all Through harshly treated, 
though harshly treated, he submitted and did not open his mouth. Like a lamb led to slaughter or a sheep silent before shears, he did not open his mouth, seized and condemned, he was taken away. Who would have thought any more of his destiny? For he was cut off from the land of the living, struck for the sins of his people. He was given a grave among the wicked, a burial place with evildoers, though he had done no wrong, nor was deceit found in his mouth, but it was the Lord, it was the Lord's will to crush him with pain. By making his life as a reparation offering, he shall see his offspring, shall lengthen his days, and the Lord's shall will shall be accomplished through him. Because of his anguish, he shall see the light. Because of his knowledge, he shall be content. My servant, the just one, shall justify the many. Their iniquity he shall bear. And therefore I will give him his portion among the many, and he shall divide the spoils with the mighty. Because he surrendered himself to death, was counted among the transgressors, bore the sin of many, and interceded for the transgressors. And that is the reading of Isaiah chapter 53 out of the, again, the New American Bible Revised Edition. Let me just close this window here. Because sometimes it seems, depending on what kind of stuff I have opened up in this computer, it likes to, um, it likes to be a little goofy here. So hold on, bear with me for a second. Just trying to, there we go. Okay, so, so lessons from this text. Seems like Jesus is certainly the word here with uh, this chapter. So, how is it that words written down can contain such a detailed description of a person who really wouldn't have come centuries later? I mean, because clearly, as we read that, there is no doubt that what we are reading about who we're reading is Jesus Christ. It was almost like as if Isaiah knew exactly what was going to happen. He like he knew Jesus personally, right? But, you know, that would be impossible, right? Because this is centuries prior to this, you know, to that happening. But actually, you know, Isaiah, Isaiah really did know Jesus. Not as the son of Mary, but as the word of God, right? And so as we see in John chapter 1, it makes it very clear that Jesus is the living word through which all of creation was made. Revelations 19.16 even lists one of Jesus' titles as the word of God. And so Isaiah, though the Holy Spirit heard from God the Father and penned God's word, Jesus on paper, all three were involved in the creation of the scriptures, and Isaiah was writing, you know, was writing the living word. Now, Jesus is manifested in the Old Testament because he is the word of God. And we think of Jesus, the Savior, as the son of God, yet son of man, the physical person that people saw and knew, but yet he is also the written word. I mean, Jesus literally is the scriptures. I mean, people need to really realize that. And so it's such as why the Bible is described as quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, can the words of this page discern, you know, the thoughts and intents of your heart? No. 
but yet the Bible can. Why? Because God himself is present in the scriptures. I mean, it's been said that the more you read the Bible, the more the Bible reads you. And so the Bible is a living is living because God's word are, you know, God's words are indeed alive. The paper binding cover and everything in between, they're not alive. That's just, you know, it's just matter, right? It's just how the book is structured. But the intangible aspects of the scripture, like the words and the thoughts and the emotions behind it, are all living spirit of the Son. And so when you read these words, they may affect your mood. And, you know, but the spirit of the author is not interacting with you when you read the Bible. However, the spirit of Jesus interacts with you, teaching you, instructing you, comforting you, and convicting you. So therefore, Jesus was manifested in the flesh as a carpenter from Galilee. But he is also manifested as the scriptures. Such as why Isaiah could so accurately describe his character. And he was penning living words to paper, working with Jesus himself to know what to write. Isn't that just amazing? I mean, really, that's amazing. That is amazing. And so as we look at verse 1, even though the arm of the Lord is revealed, people don't believe. And there is no record of the physical appearance of Christ. Now, as we look at verses 2 and 3. But when he walked on the earth, did he have brown hair? Did he have green eyes? No one really knows, right? I mean, nonetheless, there is an abundant record of his character. And the words that he wrote, right? These verses reveal one such record. And from them, one knows that he shows himself with meekness, coming as a tender plant instead of a bolt of lightning, right? Um, we know that there is nothing remarkable about his physical appearance, but yet the creator of the universe chose to be just average in looks and stature, right? Demonstrating, again, meekness. We know that he is rejected by a lot of those that surrounded him. We know that he bore the sorrow in his heart. He experienced grief, right? He was tempted by Satan. And when he was rejected, no one respected him enough to intervene. Why? And so this is, as we look at verses 4 and 5, this is a reference to the crucifixion. When Christ was afflicted by the Romans, the people in their hearts thought it was because Christ had offended God. But in those days, it was common to believe that if one was free from trouble, then one was righteous and that the only, you know, that only sinners suffer troubles. But quite the contrary, as we already know that this is incorrect, God reigns on the just and unjust alike. Afflictions and troubles come to everyone regardless of their standing with God. And so in the case of Christ, he suffered affliction because of other people's sins. That's why he came, right? Because the Pharisees and Sadducees hated him without a cause. They conspired to have him captured and crucified because Judas betrayed Jesus, and this conspiracy became a reality. You see, the people back then, just like now, were very misguided to blame Jesus for getting himself into a mess, right? It's noteworthy to point out that just because Christ endured the unwarranted affliction that humanity can be healed— because he stayed righteous through humanity's sins, he overcame sin and the world. And so verse 6 expounds on verse 5 a little bit more by saying that God adds that Christ is wounded because all have gone astray. 
Jesus took on all the sins of the world. He did not just pay the price for some sins, but paid the price for every single sin of every man and woman that has ever been or will be. This is how salvation has been made readily available to everyone. And at the cross, Jesus prepared for each soul's salvation by paying the price for that soul's sins. However, one is not forgiven. This is the missing link for a lot of people. One is not forgiving for their own sin until they recognize, they recognize the work that Jesus did. Salvation is here and waiting, but you must still ask for it, to have it. Some reason people can't comprehend that. You, if you want that, if you want forgiveness, right, and you want salvation, you have to ask for it. Nobody asked. Why? It's not that hard. And so as we look at verse 7, Jesus did not try to defend himself against the false accusations, but instead allowed the people to do to him as they please. Jesus basically submitted himself to be either rejected or accepted by men. And repeating that Christ is wounded for humanity's sins is not his own. The verse adds the consequence that Christ would have no children, killed at 33 and a half years old, and Jesus was unwed and without descendants. And the Son of God, Jesus, was far more interested in becoming the sacrifice for humanity's sins than marrying and building a family. He had his mindset towards creating an external family. Right, a bride made from all the believers who have accepted forgiveness through faith in him. And again, you can reference all that in Matthew 12, 48 through 50, Hebrews 12, 2, and Revelations 21, 2. Look them up. And so as we look at the last few verses, 9 through 12, it's because Jesus did no evil. And he was despised and put to death, and the wicked were envious of Jesus, and they hated him for his righteousness. He was numbered as a transgressor by the people. And crucifixion was the condemnation that he was wicked. But God used this unjust condemnation to create a good while the people viewed Jesus as a sinner. And God numbered him as a sinner by casting all the sins of the world on him. But because Jesus was willing to bear this iniquity and suffer the consequences of sin, even though he himself was sinless, God elevated him. And so from an earthly perspective... Jesus was robbed of a wife and a family, but from a heavenly perspective, his early death gained him children by satisfying the wrath of God against sin, by pouring out his soul on the cross, and Jesus made it possible for people to be justified by knowing him. And those who are justified by Jesus' death are his seed or offspring, and once one is made a child of Jesus, then he intercedes on our behalf before God the Father. Amen to that. Short chapter, but great. It, it, it's so profound because clearly, clearly, though that though that short chapter, you know exactly who he's talking about. And it's amazing because that chapter was written centuries prior to Jesus' birth. Amazing. Just amazing. Okay. So, um, let me see here. I'm just doing some wonky stuff with my computer here trying to, there we go. 
All right. So let's uh, let's take a quick short break and then we'll be right back. And then we're going to read articles five, six and seven out of the Constitution. And then we got a few sound bites to play and uh, we'll continue our conversation. So we will be right back. see here so i got a couple things to cover real quick let's see here so so i'm looking at the gateway pundit just kind of glancing over a few headlines it looks like a longtime fox news exec- executive dies after suffering a heart attack at 47 it's very very sad but uh here we go yet another heart attack what else we got here um Here's something that BioClandestine posted on Telegram. He says the only reason they are admitting that the COVID-19 deaths were overcounted is because the public are about to find out that COVID-19 was man-made and they will shift from COVID-19 was naturally occurring to uh, occurring and the numbers are not inflated. Anyone who says otherwise is a conspiracy theorist. That's what they're, you know, that's what I guarantee. Watch that, watch that narrative shift. Um, it's going to shift to, okay, maybe COVID-19 was man-made, but it was an accident and it didn't kill that many people and the numbers were inflated. We're going to see that shift. Watch. You just watch. That's what bioclandestine said. Um, what else we got here? Uh, CNN analysts slammed after writing COVID-19 deaths are being overcounted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently a U.S. no-fly list was leaked after it was found in an unsecured server and it included over 1 million names. Interesting. Let's see here. Biden, another gateway pundit thing. Biden committed felonies by taking possession of classified top secret documents, whether or not they were passed on to foreign to a foreign entity. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, as we continue to see this crap show we call the Biden administration or as Destry calls it, the, you know, the nightmare in Pennsylvania Avenue or whatever you want to call it. One thing is for sure. Everything we are seeing with this administration slash regime slash whatever you want to call it. This puppet government, this clown show. I mean, here's the thing. We really don't have a very, we don't have functional government. I mean, we got the military. Military is taking care of things. The military really, in essence, is the government right now. Whether you want to believe it or not, they are the military. They, The military is the governing body right now until the people return back to power, until they assemble the 38 states. Again, if you want to know more about that, you can go to national-assembly.net. Start learning. Reach out to people in your state. Go click on the forums page. Find out what's happening. But there, it, it like, like well, Dusty was just saying right here on the chat board. You know, there's this, the, the the corporate government has, you know created destructive abuses of you know they're, they're what we're seeing is basically yeah destructive abuses of the corporation and so 
I mean, really, we just we don't have a functioning government. We we have what's called the Assembly of the People, right? And once we get our thirty-eight states per common law, we can finally return power back to the people, right? Returning back to original jurisdiction. If you want to learn more about common law, by the way, folks, I suggest going over to kirkslawcorner.com every Monday evening. I don't know what time. Uh, maybe Destry can um, put on the time if he knows, but because um, I always catch it on the replay the next day, so I don't know the live time. But every Monday evening, he does a live, and he goes over anywhere between two and three hours um, law. And he goes over different cases and common law. I mean, very smart individual. He is getting his Idaho uh, General General Assembly put together. Um, it'd be really cool to see him be the 17th state. Uh, the 16th one was Illinois and the 15th one was Oregon. Which, Speaking of which, I'm also going to put this out there again. If anybody out there who is very close to Scott on Bards FM, I know... Chris in Michigan, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is a moderator for his show. Um, you know, have him reach out to me again. Email him. You know, have him email me, jmjdirect at gmail.com or at protonmail.com. I can get him in contact with Destry or someone that can get, you know, give him the proper information because, because, you know, Bards FM is a really good show. I enjoy it. And he's got a lot of listeners. I would really hate to see all these listeners get swayed to a different, you know, to a different, um, like these other 10 million people. I'd hate to see these 75, 80,000 people or however many subscribe um, listeners are on his channel. I'd hate to see them uh, be led down the wrong path unknowingly. Now, I'm not sure if Scott is very much aware that a state national is not a thing. If I don't know if he's just ignorant to that fact, because, again, you don't know what you know, don't know. Or, you know, I'm again, I, I don't want to make any assumptions, but hopefully he can hear the other side and see and look at the law for what it is. And that that, you know, the, the state national that was created under the corporation back in 1887. That is a new concept. That was created, again, under the corporation. That has never been anything that has been a thing under common law or, you know, since the founding of this nation or any of our founding documents. That is not a thing. That is a new, newly created term in 1887 as a U.S. code. That's the only place you're going to find it is in the U.S. code. That's it. And that's a corporation thing. So, again, back to Kirk's Law Corner. If you want to learn more about that, it's kirkslawcorner.com. You can also find him on Rumble. You can find him on Telegram. Um, just type it in on Rumble, all one word, Kirk's Law Corner LLC. No spaces. It's all one word, Kirk, K-I-R-K, Law, L-A-W, Corner, C-O-R-N-E-R, L-L-C. So give him a follow. Check him out. You will learn so much about the law and common law and things of that nature. And he also has a Patreon account as well where you can subscribe and, you know, contribute $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever. And if, you know, depending on how much you contribute, you can join uh, his workshop every Wednesday. The guy's a wealth of knowledge. Go check him out. Okay. Kirkslawcorner.com. All right. Let's move on here a little bit further. Let's see here. 
Yeah, and like Destry was saying, that's a good point to make. Um, he goes all over the real law as it is written, the letter of the law. There's no guessing. There's no interpretations. It is the law as it is written. And a lot of people don't like that because they want to use interpretations. It's like, no, there is no interpretations. Okay, that's kind of one of the mistakes. And again, hat tip to the Brunsons for doing what they did by getting in front of the Supreme Court. But, you know, <laughs> the whole reason that case fell flat on its face is because of the letter of the law, because of the power that was limited per the Constitution. And so Kirk goes over all of that in, in like down to the letter. And yeah, another person, uh, Rocky Raccoon, was just saying, you know, the rule of law scares certain people, some people, yeah. And if you recall correctly, this is all Donald Trump kept saying in during his presidency and even at, being out of office. Everything that has to happen going forward must be done according to the rule of law. And it's a process, yes. All right, here's another thing that really kind of irritated me when I saw a Gateway Pundit. It says, after complaint, U.S. Merchant Marine Academy covers painting of Jesus protecting sailors lost at sea. What? Let's read this for a quick second. Yeah, it says right here. At the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy in New York, a painting of Jesus has been covered after complaints that the religious image should not be visible in a space that is used for mandatory activities. Michael Weinstein, founder and president of Military Religious Freedom Foundation, wrote a letter to the Vice Admiral Noonan demanding that the removal of the painting, and he says, I quote, I come to you this day to demand that the USMMA, which you currently command as its superintendent, expeditiously remove a massive uh, sectarian painting illustrating the supremacy of Jesus Christ from the so-called, quote, Elliot M. C. Room, end quote, located inside the Wiley Hall, which serves as an administrative building at USMMA, end quote. What? That's crazy. You see, if we keep trying to kick Jesus out, we keep trying to kick God out, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to end well for us. This is just another act against God. Mm -mm -mm. It's not going to be good. Microsoft to lay off 10,000 employees as part of a massive cost-cutting initiative. So sad. Gateway Pundit. Well, this is very disturbing. Planned Parenthood educator uses TikTok to tell minors how to get sex toys and use vegetables. What? Okay. Oh, this is interesting. Another gateway pun in article. I saw this on True Social, too. They were posting it. Rats flee ship. Chief of Staff Ron Klain expected to step down following the State of the Union address. Uh, uh, uh. So sad. I'm sure you guys are heartbroken about all this. I know I'm not. <laughs> all right. Let's get into the reading of Articles 5, 6, and 7 real quick, shall we? All right. So Article 5, it reads, 
The Congress, whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this Constitution or on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states shall call a convention for proposing amendments, which in either case shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this Constitution when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states or by conventions in three-fourths thereof as the one or the other mode of ratification may be proposed by the Congress, provided that no amendment which may be made prior to the year 1808 shall in manner affect the first and fourth clauses in the ninth section of this first article, and that no state without its consent shall be deprived of its equal suffrage in the Senate. Article 6. All debts contracted and engagements entered into before the adoption of this Constitution shall be as valid against the United States under this Constitution as under the Confederation. This Constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, and all treaties made of or which shall be made under the authority of the United States, shall be the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. Anything in the Constitution or laws of any state to the contrary notwithstanding. The senators and representatives before mentioned and the members of the several state legislatures and all executive and judicial officers, both of the United States and of the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution, but no religious test shall ever be required as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. Then we have Article 7. The ratification of the conventions of nine states shall be sufficient for the establishment of this Constitution between the states, so ratifying the same. The word the being interlined between the seventh and eighth lines of the first page, the word 30 being partly written on an, an, an eras, um, eraser in the 15th line, I hope I said that word right, in the 15th line of the first page, the words, quote, is tried, end quote, being interlined between the 32nd and 30 line, 33rd lines of the first page and the word, the being interlined between the 43rd and the 44th lines of the second page. Attest William Jackson, secretary, done in convention by the unanimous consent of the states present the 17th day of September in the year of our Lord 1787 and of the independence of the United States of America, the 12th in witness whereof we have hereunto subscribed our names. And of course, there's George Washington and then all the other representatives for Delaware, North Carolina, New Hampshire. I'm not going to go through all the names. Very interesting. Three-fourths of the states, ladies and gentlemen, three-fourths of the states. Does that sound familiar to you guys? Three-fourths of the states. That's 38 states out of 50. Mm-hmm. Three-fourths. So, now, here's something that I wanted to play. This is kind of interesting. The loony liberal mindset. Give this a listen. 
I want to make sure I got this correct. You hate white men unless they're gay. You love black people unless they're conservative. You're for illegal immigration as long as they don't come into your home. You want to ban guns, but you want the government to still have theirs. You hate capitalism, but you expect these corporations to change their logo for Pride Month. You hated slavery, so you hate the party that was formed to abolish the slaves. You hated slavery, but you align with the party that was for keeping slaves. You don't recognize two genders unless you're talking about their hormones. You hate American values, but yet you want to still live here. Your party controls the House, the Senate, and the presidency, but it's everyone else's fault. That's about right. That guy nailed it. He nailed it. <laughs> I mean, I can't put it, I can't put it any better. These people are so backwards in their thinking. So backwards. I mean, the, the, where did I post it? Let me see here for a second. Hold on. So, this is so with that go back to Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 woe unto them that call evil good in good evil right that put darkness for light and light for darkness that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter i mean that's what these people do that's what these people do. And let's not forget, these people are also Luciferians. These are, these are some evil, dark entities that take on human form. And they do this, again, to demoralize a nation. They do this to kill a nation from within. Just read The Naked Communist. Everything that we see them trying to do to America, it's very blatantly obvious and in our face. But I truly believe we are going to come out on top of all this. We have to. We absolutely have to. Now, here's something else that I wanted to play. Now, some of you, like I said, I, I haven't had any issues. I was able to get money and log online, like I said, but I'm part of a credit union. I, I got away from the big banks. I got away from Chase. I don't bank with PNC anymore. I don't bank, you know, with any of that, right? I just, I don't. But first off, I'm going to play this clip. It's from The Simpsons. And and, and if some of you have fought, watched The Simpsons, now I used to, not anymore, but it seems like everyone keeps saying, oh, The Simpsons, they uh, they predict they, they predict the future. It's like, no, pretty sure they don't. I'm pretty sure they just... They, they broadcast it out before it actually happens. You know, they, they broadcast it out there before it happens. And to Zero in Michigan, for that question, do you subscribe to the Naked Communist? Um, no, I don't. Don't know why that question came up. That was kind of an odd question, I'll be honest with you. So, no, I don't. You've listened here long enough, you should know. Not sure exactly why that question came up. Very interesting. But what they're trying to do to this nation, they did it to Germany. Exactly right, Raccoon 6. 
So back to the Simpsons clip, when you watch it, it shows a scene that says of a bank. It shows Bank of America. And then I'm going to play another news clip that actually occurred. So check it out. Here we go again. <laughs> what do you mean the bank is out of money? Insolvent? You only have enough cash for the next three customers! Just a second here. No, no, I, I don't have your money here. It's in Bill's house and, and, and Fred's house. Hey, what the hell are you doing with my money in your house, Fred? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a very interesting scene to watch. Very, very interesting scene to watch. And the fact of the matter that it was Bank of America on that cartoon clip. It, I don't think people realize when you open up an account, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've never read the fine print. But from my understanding... There is some fine print that said that you need to, that, that basically, in other words, and I'm, I'm just paraphrasing here, that the bank reserves the right to use your money, right, to basically bail in the banks. It's a bail-in. So instead of the bailouts, like happened, what, in 0809, where the government bailed out the banks, right, which, let's be honest, that was the government using our money or, you know, bailing out these corporations like Ford or no, no, excuse me, not Ford, but GM Chrysler, right? It's a bail in. So whatever money, whatever liquidity that you, you place in the trust of the banks, they actually reserve the right and no, you can't use the FDIC to submit a claim and get your money back. So if the bank is having issues, they actually reserve the right to take some of your funds out of your account. And that's, that's basically a bail in. I think that's what's happening with us bank and some of the customers at us bank. As well, some Bank of America customers say money is missing from their accounts. People are sounding off about this on social media. And this morning, we know of at least one person who says their checking account was wiped clean. We've reached out to Bank of America for comment. We are waiting to hear back from the company. Mm, 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 mm. That is not good. And I've been seeing other TikTok videos of people actually at the bank in front of their teller windows. A lot of pissed off people trying to figure out, yo, where is our money? They're being told, these customers are being told, well, you got to call customer service and blah, 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 blah. Giving them the runaround. Yeah. Get your money out of the big banks, guys. And back to Zero Michigan, he was just saying, you just said to read it. Yeah, I said, go read it. You, here's the thing, guys. See, when I read, when I read that question, it says, do you subscribe to the Naked Communists? When I hear the word subscribe, to me, I read that as, do you buy into that belief? That's how I read that. But here's the thing. I read a lot of stuff. You know, the Communist Manifesto. 
uh, rules for radical. See, here's the thing. You have to read these things so you can understand the enemy. You can't think you're going to go up against an enemy and not read what they, you know, try to follow. You got to read their playbook. You got to read what they try to learn. So forgive me, Zero Michigan, when I read the words that you subscribe to it, it's, um, like I said, I read that as, uh, you know, do you believe in this? No, I don't believe in communism. I don't believe in socialism. But the naked communist, it's a book. You can find it at like books a million or whatever. And it goes through exactly how they take down a nation from within. We can't let that happen in our nation. We cannot. But you're not gonna you're not gonna take down an enemy without knowing and reading what they read. You gotta you gotta educate yourself. You need to figure out what they're doing. You know, we need to really, really pay attention. There's a reason why history repeats itself, guys. There's a reason why history rhymes. We we don't take time to learn what the enemy has done in other countries like Germany. We don't take time to read our founding documents, which is why I took it upon myself to kind of go over the Constitution. Which, by the way, that was the ending of it, Articles 1 through 7. I think the next thing we'll probably read is the Bill of Rights. People don't take time to read the important documents that set the foundation and put forward, you know, the motion, you know, the, the momentum and, you know, got the wheels spinning for, you know, where this nation could have gone. This is why it's so important. We need to, you know, we need to assemble our states. We need to return back to original jurisdiction. It's so important. looking up something here ah yeah Destry put in here in the chat Hosea 4 6 and it says you know my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge I also will reject you from being priest for me because you have forgotten the law of God I also will forget mm-hmm. my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge We have to take the time. You got to know your enemy. You got to read what your enemy reads and, and, and learn what your enemy tries to learn so you have a better understanding of how they're going to try to take you down. Well, at the same time, you need to learn what made this nation so great. You need to take the time and read your Declaration of Independence. Read the Constitution, which limits the powers of 
the lower levels of government, the judicial, executive, and, and, and legislative branches. You need to take the time and read the, you know, things like the eight, you know, the fundamental orders of 1638 and the Jefferson Manual, the Mayflower Compact. You got to take time to read these things, understand them. also one of the reasons why we read the Bible every day. The Bible is our first source of law. It's also our war manual. It is our history book. And it should not be taken lightly. It's our blueprint. Exactly it. Destry just said it in the chat. It's our blueprint. So anyway, that's about all I have for right now. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to bring to the table tomorrow. Obviously, we'll be reading Isaiah 54. Um, I'm not sure exactly what I want to get into tomorrow. But again, the biggest emphasis I want to have here is um oh i'm just reading some here rocky raccoon is saying this all could have happened a hundred years ago and we wouldn't even know it i don't know if i'm quite understanding what do you mean uh, elaborate a little bit more on that if you could before we close out the show this all could have happened a hundred years ago and we and we now wouldn't even know it Hmm. Yeah, if you could elaborate on that, I'm just kind of curious what you mean by that. Um, But anyway, but uh, you can see here, it says, then Zero Michigan says, you've got time and a different path than many others walk in life, so it takes a village. Let's see here, Rocky Raccoon says, they would have hidden it from history. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. They, they, because I, I truly believe not only would they have hidden it, you know, from history, but I think they're they're hiding a lot more too. You know, the Bible. I think there's a lot more books that should be in the Bible than we even realize. There's no doubt. I mean, it's like uh, it's like you know, slaves and slave masters, right? The slave masters never would teach the slaves to read. Well, whether people want to know it or not, we are the slaves of the system. And sure, yes, we know how to read. But to Rocky Raccoon's, um, you know, point, he makes a very solid point. You know, just because we know how to read doesn't necessarily mean they are giving us the true story. They're just giving us their narrative, right? Their version that they want us to believe. We don't know that. We don't, we don't know everything there is, you know, we, we don't know. Yeah. Controlled learning. Absolutely. It. So like I said, you know, the Vatican and, and a lot of this too, you got to remember the Vatican, the Vatican hides a lot of crap. 
I find it very hard to believe that Jesus lived such a profound life. Yes, he may have died at a very early age, but the very limited red text in the Bible, you're telling me that's all that was recorded as profound of a man he was while he was living on this earth? That is all we got? What's in the Gospels and New Testament? No. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. You know, there's got to be more. I'm sorry. Especially, you know, the Vatican, they're so hell-bent on trying to, on, on they're tr so hell-bent on trying to hide the real truth of who we are. So, I think this is a perfect time to close it out, almost an hour. And like I said, I apologize for not, uh, not putting it, you know, uh, further advance notice about when this show is going to come on and doing it an hour earlier. As you all know, I've been having issues. I don't know what the heck's been going on, you know, but there's been some sort of glitch in the system over here in my end of the world here. I don't know what's going on, but, but, uh, you know, apparently the, it, it's kind of subdued a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. So a lot of weird stuff happening, but we will continue to press forward. If I ever have issues like this again, well, I just do what I did again, you know, I'll go back on the back end, do a recording or two until, you know, my issue disappears and then I'll come back live again. You know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's a goofy, goofy world we're living in and I, I can't make heads or tails of it. So here we go. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you for allowing this live broadcast to occur. Really much, you know, greatly appreciate it. Thank you for the family time that I had with my wife and daughter over the weekend. It was great. Definitely needed it. Really appreciate that. And I thank you for the community here. And thank you for coming up. You know, we're coming up on one year having this podcast coming up February 2nd and I hope we can see 50,000 downloads before February 2nd that would be a really cool milestone to hit but I thank you so very much for placing us here where we're at we will continue to press forward and put out the truth put out your word you know put out your word because that is the most important thing that we need to do here second most important thing we need to do is to fortify our families because Without strong families, we cannot have a strong nation. So we appreciate that. And we ask you for more guidance and keep keep showing us the way. And, um, you know, just just help us get our nation back. We just that's all we want. We just want our nation back. So we pray all this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you guys today. We will be back here tomorrow. I'm not sure exactly what we'll talk about. Like I said, we'll do a reading out of Isaiah, um, but I'm just not exactly sure of what the subject matter afterward is going to be. So, um, But we'll figure it out. So till then or the next time, I hope you all have a great day, great night. Thank you, Rocky Raccoon. Appreciate the comment. I do appreciate that. I appreciate all of you. Zero in Michigan, Randy. Leslie Liberty, Destry. I appreciate every single one of you, Oscar, Tara, and and Robert, even though Robert's not on here. I know Robert's sitting there next to his wife listening. She logs on, so I appreciate them. They're great people. They're part of the Michigan Assembly. And uh, it's always it's always a a joy to talk with fellow assembly members. And it really is. It's just a great, great community. So again, if somebody can get into uh, Scott Kesterson's ear, if you're close to him, um, 
we can maybe hopefully get him in contact with Destry or, you know, or even Kirk at Kirk's Law Corner. So he can, you know, we can have somebody with the knowledge of law and hopefully help him understand how the state national way of doing things is not the way of doing things. It's going to, he's going to end up hurting a lot of his listeners if they follow him. And, and a lot of people trust him. And we need to get that information to Scott at Bards FM so he can put that information out to his 75 plus thousand listeners. So very important. Okay, it's so very important. But Scott does have a good show. But we need to get in contact with him, or he needs to get in contact with me so we can get him in contact with the right people to put out you know, proper information so he knows what's going on. Because I'd hate to see his reputation get tarnished because he was, you know, following Carrie, you know, Dr. Carrie Madej. She's another one, I guess, apparently. That's, that's you know, like, and same thing with... Um, um, oh, what's her name? I can't remember. She's another big influencer out there. Um, is it Mel Kay? I can't remember, but somebody that's also subscribed to the whole national status, you know, uh, state national thing. So Dr. Carrie Madej is another one. So we need to get him, we need to get him, you know, either in a private conversation. I mean, this isn't, this isn't even about trying to get who's who on, on anybody's show. Like I'm not trying to get him on my show. I'm not trying to get on his show. It has nothing to do with show or, you know, anything like that. It's about saving this nation. So, you know, have him contact me, JMJ direct at protonmail.com, JMJ direct at gmail.com. Um, and we'll get him in contact with the right people on a personal conversation over the phone. So we can hopefully, you know, give him the solid information and then he can vet it himself, but uh, he's going to end up, if he pushes that state national thing, it's gonna it's gonna end up biting a lot of people in the butt, and it's gonna hurt his reputation. So, yeah. But uh, thank you for the email too. Thank you, uh, Zero Michigan. I will actually copy and paste that in my notes here. So I hope you all have a great day or night wherever you're at in the world. And remember, you got to remain firm. Got to remain, you know, steadfast uncompromising keep pushing the enemy back on their side don't let up don't give in stand your ground hold that line we'll be back here tomorrow ladies and gentlemen god bless no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in here at His Heart Line. Really appreciate you. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family. Just copy the link, shoot it via text. You could share it on social media. I don't care if you got to put it up in smoke signals. Just get it out there. And don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. 
and join us here every single day. We operate six out of the seven days a week. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't forget, sovereignty itself is of course not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. We'll see you back here next time.